welcome to Optimize Your Lifestyle with me, Steph Clarkson. It's a place for wellness, brain training, life hacks and insights with me and my fantastic guests. Come on in. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Steph Clarkson, hypnotherapist and coach and I'm joined here with Richard Mason, personal trainer, nutritionist and of course my husband-to-be. Welcome Richard. Thank you. Hello everyone. So we're at home at the minute, like many people are with the corona lockdown, and I thought it might be useful for you guys, our listeners this week, to talk about coping mechanisms. And strangely, a couple of months before this happened, I picked up a little book from um, from the works, from their self-help department, about resilience. She did? Right. I did, yeah. Um, and something that occurred to me when I was reading this book is... At the other side of fear is how much you believe you are able to cope and to handle it. And if you raise your belief in yourself to be able to handle something, then actually a lot of the fear and anxiety around that thing comes down. So I thought it might be useful just to explore that idea of how do you build the confidence in yourself that no matter what life throws at you, you can get through it. Um, So I guess... It might be useful just to um, start with yourself, Richard. Um, yep. Have you always coped well? Or do you think you're you're one of life's copers? Uh, yeah, what well, maybe nowadays, but no, no, quite the opposite actually. Okay. Uh, I believe that in my young life, up to about early twenties, probably, I was mm. a worrier. I was the kind of person that would panic and think and overthink everything, mm. and then. Be a bit miserable with it, really, but mm. uh, I think I soon learned from just from doing that these small things, are almost always small things, uh, when they did happen, they were never that bad. Yeah. And then it, that helped me later down the line to encounter bigger things, have the mentality of it's never as bad as it, as mm. it seems, which is a motto of mine, and that helps me cope with pretty much everything now, I would say. Yeah, so kind of feeling the fear and do it anyway for you. Yeah. I mean, I know it's a little bit different with Corona because we're kind of forced into this situation rather than choosing it. But but it is still helpful to draw upon past experiences and say, you know, there was a time when I was in ABC situation and I got through that. And I, I quite like that motto of, you know, if we can get through this, we can get through anything. And I think we've probably all had moments in our lives that we've felt mm. um, that that motto's motto is true Absolutely. so so for you then what helps you to cope is experiencing something and recognizing um kind of rationally really that things that you've worried about the worry's always been disproportionate to the reality yeah yeah absolutely yeah um, and what i would say to people is think of examples of things that are, are or were possibly worse and then they they weren't at all mm. uh, as an example a few years ago, my my whole life started all over again, pretty much from mm. coming away from a, 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 a past relationship, and mm. I had to start again. And okay, so that wasn't a global thing, but that that was pretty major for me. Yeah. So your life I got, was turned upside absolutely, down. Absolutely, my yeah. life had turned upside down. Yeah. So I, I coped with that, and and it was okay. So th- think about that. Think of mm. these small things that do come up in your life. Uh, or even big things, if you can, and compare mm. it to when you got mm. through a big thing before and yeah. realise, I can do it. And something that I often talk 
um, with with clients is this I call it the roller coaster effect that when we're worried or scared about something we tend to think of the worst possible moment of that thing we think about the moment when the landlord knocks at the door and chucks us out because we can't afford the rent and quite often we don't think beyond that part but that's generally the worst part it gets better after there you know you get taken in by a parent or you find alternative accommodation or you know, emergency housing lists and things and you sign some paperwork and you end up okay and okay, maybe it's not ideal and what you're accustomed to, but you survive and it's all right and in time you build back up again. And sometimes after what I call this, the peak of the roller coaster or the pain point, it actually gets better. Mm, you know, if, yeah. if you're going skiing and um, I worked with somebody once who was developed a phobia of skiing after they had an accident. Yeah. Um, but actually, the having of the accident is the worst bit, you know, potentially taking some time off work or being looked after by paramedics and physios on site. Um, you know, if you've got insurance, that, that will cover that. And there can be some welcome, um, some welcomeness in recovery time, which I think is very relevant to Corona, actually. How many people who have very stressed lifestyles who have had some downtime some yeah. time just to have space whether they're bored or not to recuperate physically and and mm. and mentally depending on you know how much anxiety yeah. there's yeah it takes quite a tough tough um mental wellness doesn't it and that's reminded me of a, a a very brief story that a family member in fact my, my auntie and uncle a few years ago they loved their motorbike and they they came off of their bike mm. and they're lucky to be alive yeah. And as early the earliest possible point that they recovered, they got straight back on the bike and carried on. Yeah. To which I remember saying to myself, That's so brave. How did you do that? Mm. Said, well, we were worried we'd never get on a bike again. So we thought, let's make ourselves. Yeah. It's quite tough. Yeah. And I think also the idea that it's okay to not handle it ideally, I suppose. I mean, um I had one lady that I worked with that springs to mind who would faint at the sight of blood. And after we'd done some work together, she was still fainting at the sight of blood. But she said, oh, but I don't care anymore. I know what's going to happen. I warn people. I say, look, if this happens, this is what to do. This is who you need to call. And then I almost kind of find it amusing now that, I'll, you know, I'll come round and blow. There I was, out again. Whereas before, I used to find it just totally humiliating and embarrassing and, and spend weeks not wanting to show my face in that environment. I actually realised that it's not a desirable response, but but it's okay, you know, yeah. I, I can work with it. And, and whether that's anxiety or fear or, you know, for me, um, in my early days when I was singing, my voice would break and it kind of, uh, um, <laughs> which wasn't <laughs> ideal, but it, it was okay. And I think it's it's that saying, it's okay not to be okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and okay is okay as well, isn't it? It's a, yeah. It's, uh, it, it is. A lot of people tend to look at the worst case scenario, don't they? But... What if it was just uh, something you said to me before? Mm. What if the situation wasn't good? What if the situation wasn't bad? What if it was just okay? Yeah. yeah. What's wrong with that? Absolutely. And it's, that can really help with catastrophizing. When you're thinking of the worst case scenario, um, that's fine. We're human beings. We're wired to look for threats, actually. But stop for a minute and think of, okay, well, what's the best case scenario? Um, and for us, I mean, we're both self-employed. Yeah. Um, our businesses are both at risk um, during the corona um, but after the initial panic and there was a few days of kind of <laughs> looking at figures and working out Absolutely. how we'd how we'd financially survive this 
it was, well, the best case scenario is it gets gives us time to reflect and decide what we do want to do, what we want to keep, what we want to maybe move away from, what, 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 in what areas could we have a fresh start and and both of us have been developing training um in in this period and kind of upskilling ourselves so it's looking at the worst looking at the best and then like you've just said a neutral you know it might just be all right yeah and all yeah. right it's all right most of us can manage with a neutral outcome and really that worst case scenario is the least likely um yeah. on on the spectrum of of likelihood yeah. so just do do yourself the service of spending an equal amount of time or at least you know five minutes thinking of what what's the best that could happen yeah. what's the middle that can happen and that will just freshen up your thinking yeah. and get you pull you out of this one track mind and this tunnel vision on absolute catastrophe that's it. What 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 can I do? Not oh no, this is or this might happen. It's going to be awful. What what? Okay, so this is the situation I've got. What is a good idea? What should I do? What should I mm. plan? How should mm. I strategize this situation? Mm. Mm. There's always a way. Absolutely. And what you just hit upon there, um, which again is really powerful, I think, is asking yourself the right question. Yeah. And how questions are great for getting useful, practical answers from the mind. When you ask yourself a how question. It's like your brain switches into this um, practicality mode, um, which is much better than where coping is saying, um, can I cope? Can I handle this? You're not going to get the best answer from that. Or even worse, kind of self-hypnotising yourself with the phrase, I can't cope, I can't handle this. Mm. And all that means really when you say you can't cope, um, for most people that's not true. You've not melted into a puddle (laughs) on the floor, you're still here. What it means is, I'm in discomfort. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So change your language. Rather than saying, I'm in discomfort, how can I feel more comfortable? How can I make use of this time? How can yeah. this work well for me? Yeah. And then you start to get better answers. Yeah. yeah. Or, or even, rather than saying, I can't cope, how about if, if you see it as a lie, lie to yourself and tell yourself you can cope. Yeah. Or how what? can I cope? Yeah. How, how can, can I, I cope, cope better? Yeah. How can I handle this better? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Be be, mm. be positive. See the positive in mm. everything, and just mm. decide. No, it's okay. It's it's going to be mm. all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, mm. even if you don't believe it. Say it. Yeah, yeah. Something that's really um, helpful to me that you do actually, which just reminds me of, is sometimes. Um, I mean, we're very much people who push ourselves out of our comfort zone and do new things, and then are constantly yeah. evolving. So there's sometimes when I definitely get scared and anxious, <laughs> and I will say yeah. to you, you know, Richard, I'm. I'm pretty scared about this actually and what do you say back it's okay isn't it it's okay to be scared that it's well that's okay isn't it yeah and actually just hearing that is like oh yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) like actually it's fine to be scared because it's just it's just an emotion it's Mm. just a feeling i don't have to be ashamed of it it doesn't mean Mm. i'm weak or vulnerable it just means i'm experiencing discomfort which is usually about being out of the comfort zone Mm. And, you know, that's why it's called comfort zone, because when you get to the edge of it, you're uncomfortable, and that's just normal. And just you saying that words, mm. you know, rather rather than fussing over me, and, oh, no, why, you know, what's wrong, what can yeah, I do to help? Yeah. Just going, right, and, so what? <laughs> it's exactly. like, uh, oh, well. What, what is the consequence of yeah. you being scared about something? Yeah. What's uh, the consequence of discomfort? Is there one? <laughs> well, okay, you might be a bit nervous yeah. about the situation, you yeah. might... Be a bit hesitant about the situation, but you're gonna if you're gonna do it anyway, you've got to do it anyway. Yeah. If you're scared. And nobody wants to stay in discomfort for too long a period. But mm. generally, 
We don't. No, we As don't. human beings, discomfort passes. And it almost has to pass because the more experience we get and the more we sit with it, the more it kind of evaporates anyway. So, yeah, it's just accepting discomfort for what it yeah. is and going through it and with mm. it and allowing it to be there until the point that it's not there anymore. And I think yeah. questioning and self-talk um, and a willingness to be uncomfortable... Mm. It really, yeah. it really helps. Yeah, and you know what? The, the more you get used to being uncomfortable as that, that situation, mm. the more comfortable that becomes. As well, when, yeah. when you're when you're used to that emotion, we're used to going, oh, okay, well, yeah, it's not ideal. I'm not really liking this, but I've been here before. I did mm. it before. I can do it again. Okay, mm. it's as you said, accept accepting that you mm. will be in a in a situation which isn't ideal, that isn't mm. very nice. Coping anyway, coming out the other end and going, yeah, I did well. Yeah. Well. Yeah, and I think that's why this word resilience is is a powerful word because we're not using the word strength, we're not using the word courage, we're not using the word confidence. We're just saying your ability to go through it, go through this experience. And if you believe I can go through this experience and get to the other side in one piece and I'll be okay, that's enough. You don't have to be super confident. You don't have to be super optimistic. You just have to go through it. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I um, when I was 21, I did the classic gap year in Canada and lived in the beautiful city of Vancouver. Mm, yeah. And we arrived with um, £2,000 in our bank account and without a job, without a place to live, with nothing. We had three weeks wow. to stay in a hostel. And, you know, I very much had that mindset of, this is going to be tough. This is mm. going to be uncomfortable, but I'm going to go through it because I believe that the benefits of going through it are going to be a huge yeah. payoff. And my goodness, the first six months were so hard. <laughs> Incredible moments, like amazing things, a huge, um, what do you call it? Um, upward curve. Slide? Uh, upward slide? Hill? Learning curve. Learning curve. Yeah. A huge, got there in the end. yeah, got there in the end. <laughs> a huge learning curve in terms of life skills. Uh, and was I courageous? No, I was terrified most of the time. <laughs> you know, was I brave? Not really. I was a bit of a wimp. Mm. But I, but I just went through it. I just kept waking up every day. And and something that helped me in that period um, is gratitude. You know, I would mm, sit and yeah. I would write ten things that I was grateful for. And on my walk to work. Um, I would think of that, and, and it was a beautiful. I'm, I'm, I'm reminiscing now about my uh, my gap year in Vancouver. You can tell this is a story I've, <laughs> this I've is heard a, many times. Yeah, this has become a travel ad for <laughs> Vancouver, but you should go. So it's really great. Um, these are this store, and I think it was a printing company actually, and they put a quote outside on them, the sort of quote for the week, and they, they actually changed it every three weeks. Every day I used to go and think, oh, is it a new quote? Is it a new mm. quote yet? And that was so, really helped me shift my perspective just to see a really positive quote about, you know, how to think, how to live, how to be optimistic. Oh, it might be, yeah. Yeah. That, that's from, like, very briefly, I'll just mention this. Is, cause, um, it's before I, the I, days I, of Facebook. I, I don't even, th- <laughs> yeah, I don't even think I've, I've said this to you before, but a few years ago, I, um, I went to my favourite place uh, in the world, Orlando. Um, and I arrived in the, a time where it was the worst hurricane for 17 yeah, years. Yeah, you did. That's right. Uh, I nearly didn't go. Mm. But I decided I was going to go anyway. Yeah. And a bit like what you said about positive um, signs, actually. They had illuminated uh, sign outside that kept flicking and flicking and flicking. 
Uh, and the day that I was there after the hurricane had gone and I couldn't really do much, there was a billboard. I can't remember what it said, sadly, but uh, I'll have to look it up. There's a picture of it. But it had a positive quote there, mm. relevant to everyone being t- stuck in the hurricane. Yeah. And I thought, what a nice touch. Mm, you should find nice that touch. for this podcast, because yeah. I guess it's similar, like, you know, the hurricane, I know I've got it. it. So I know I've got it, so yeah. I'll pass it on to you. Yeah. Yeah, so I think um, self-talk, but also wise words of others can really help. Um, books yeah. of quotations. I, I recently read, actually, um, the book Wild, um, and at this moment I forget the author, but it was a film with Reese Witherspoon. Oh, yes, I thought it was a film, yeah. yes. Yeah. And I bought um, her book, which I'll link to, which was just a series of quotes about that period and kind of self-mantras that got her through. And, and even though those weren't my words, they were somebody else's words, I found that really, really powerful. Um, reading biographies, reading things by people um, who you admire, um, or even just, you know, YouTubing interviews with those people can really mm. freshen up your mindset and, and give you a perspective on how to be more resilient. So just steering the conversation back to this time and, and this lockdown, um, how did you feel when lockdown happened? What, what, what did you do as a reaction to that? Mm, right, well, uh, to begin with, I was in a probably in a, what I would call a denial state. I was telling myself, no, it'd be okay. It's, it's only affecting X and Y people. It'd be okay. It won't change. It won't change mm. anything. It's all right. And then when we got to the point where we realised, ah, actually, this is a lot bigger than it looks. This yeah. is a lot bigger than we thought. Mm. This is likely to happen. Uh, I went from go it to, from being in a state of denial. It's going to be okay to go. Okay, well, actually, mm. you know what? There's absolutely nothing I can do about this. You know, I can, I can worry. I can panic. I can do whatever I want to do, but I can't change it. So. Actually, that made it so much easier for me to then go, okay, well, yeah, it's this is going to be tough. I'm going to have to strategize, but mm. I'm now going to be stuck mm. at home for several weeks without any work. Mm. Why not enjoy it? Why not make something of, with the time yeah. that I don't wouldn't normally have? Yeah. So there's that kind of idea of acceptance that comes around to again, doesn't yeah. it? And, and kind of looking the facts straight in the eye rationally and saying, here here are my ingredients. Um, what What can I do mm. with them? That's my options. That's my yeah. options, yeah. And in some ways, that's possibly a little bit easier with, with corona than, let's say, a relationship breakup, where I think there's often that tendency to go back to the comfort zone, to go back to the thing that there was before. And, and maybe that's what's so scary for a lot of people about this time, that you know the whole world will potentially be completely different. There's probably no going backwards. And, and I think us and a lot of people have been sat around going, you know, wow, we'll be able to tell our kids, you know, oh, <laughs> I remember the days when um, you didn't see doctors online yeah, and you actually went in person weeks. and, <laughs> you know, people in hospitals didn't all wear face masks and all and all this stuff. And it's, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, it is a fear of the unknown. But again, I think that comes back to resilience. I think the unknown's not scary if you believe that you have a core set of skills that, can interact with yeah. anything yeah. and and to me those skills aren't work skills it's things like communication skills yeah. um kindness and compassion um maybe a little bit of adaptability flexibility being willing to change yeah it's, it's yeah. these kind of soft skills that actually are really important i think yeah. well let's throw in that question back at you 
mm. Steph. Uh, and now I'm, I will have to ask her to keep it short because there's a massive list. Yeah. But uh, what did you do when you realised that you had to stay home for six weeks? Yeah, well, I think the first thing um, that I did was I just got my practical head on. And, and I think this is very true for a lot of us in crisis situations. That actually, most of the fear about crisis has come in the run-up to them. When yeah. a crisis actually happens... Most people switch into practicality mode. Yes. You know, I yeah. have to do what needs to be done. And for me, that was looking at banks. That was financially, yeah. making sure I was saying a flirt. Mm. Um, it was also um, seeing my family members. I've got a family member who's sadly going through a cancer experience at the moment. And it was seeing that person before we went into lockdown. Yeah. And also ch- checking up on that and checking in. It was actually calling family and friends and saying worst case scenario you know can we come and stay with you and will you would you be able to help us out and and just getting all my security um emotional security and practical security in place for the worst case scenario and that's a quality that i have that um not everybody appreciates Mm. actually I, i do tend to plan for the worst but that's not to say I expect the worst. I, mm. I very much do look at the worst, yes. the best, and the neutral, and plan for all three mm. really. Yeah. Um, but it does make give me a sense of security to think actually I have what I can in place mm. for that situation, yeah. so I can leave it now yeah. until anything changes and I need to shift that plan, change that plan. You know, maybe that plan will never have to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that was my initial reaction. Yeah. And then after that, it was... She started having fun, didn't you? Started having fun, yeah. Okay, <laughs> right. I've got this time on my hands. What what we use it for? And as I've said before, reflection, um, training, um, personal projects and hobbies and interests. Mm-hmm. And I do this little exercise actually with clients called the Wheel of Life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it talks about um, there's eight components to life that kind of keeps us stable and feeling supported. Um, they are a personal, a loving relationship, Family, friendships, um, personal development, which can be spiritual development, or just, you know, upskilling yourself, getting some new skills at work, hobbies and interests, and fitness and finance. Sorry. Um, And the more of these things that we have in place, the more secure that we feel. And something that I was saying to you yesterday, actually, we were on the long walk that we Mm. went on, which was our kind of fitness and peace of mind was I think this time we'll show how few people have hobbies and interests. Yeah. And how much your hobbies and interests can really help to keep you stable and keep you mm. afloat. You know, um, you're passionate about cooking. Yes. And mm. you've just thrown yourself into that. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and something for me, because I have a tendency of making all my hobbies into a business, is <laughs> you've bought me an Xbox game. Yes. And I've been playing on the Xbox till stupid o'clock yes. in the morning on occasion yeah. um you think that'll be a bad move all you gamers out there but honestly it's, it's, it's great it's quite nice to see you playing well, it is because it because it's something to take your mind off it it's a distraction it's fun it's yeah. meaningless it just it doesn't matter yeah. and it's nice to have something to do that's irrelevant it's escapism isn't it that's what it yeah. is for me. It's, it's a pure escapism yeah you know, for an hour or so that i may be playing my game mm. i haven't got to worry about anything yeah. Apart from what's on my screen. Yeah. So I think in answer to your question, something that I've done is to lean on my support mechanisms. Yeah. You know, meditating in the morning, going for walks and doing exercise. I think I've done more exercise than I've done in the last six months, in the last three <laughs> yeah. weeks. Yes, yeah. Um, hobbies and interests, developing myself personally, checking my finances are in place, having good uh, contact with my family and friends. Actually, if I, I'm visualising this wheel now... Um, I've done something from every different segment mm. to keep myself feeling supported and mentally Excellent. well. 
Yeah. And, yeah. and people are people are questioning us in particular, aren't they? And saying, "How can I not get hold of you? Why are you so busy? How, what have you got yeah. to do?" And we're going, honestly, <laughs> we've never been so busy. Yeah. Even though we're not yeah. working or working very little. Yeah, it's... and that's I think that's because we're aware and we're good at maintaining the things that keep us happy and well and yeah. feeling like we're thriving and not just surviving yeah um and part of that's deliberate and part of that's just habits and micro habits yeah. that have grown mm-hmm. over time um that that keep us really well yeah um and i would say that we're, we're both pretty resilient um not i don't necessarily believe that i will cope well with things but i believe that mm-hmm. that doesn't matter yes and i'll get through it Absolutely. Spot on. Exactly what I do as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's, yeah. I, I know I'm going to survive. So mm. I can worry a little bit if I want to, but let's strategize. Let's make the most, let's make the best of what I've got. That's exactly what I've done. And I thought, you know, yeah. I don't have much work. Let's enjoy a bit of time off, some forced time off. Mm. Enjoy it because not much else I can do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I suppose the one thing that we haven't covered that's, that's, um, we shouldn't neglect to mention is people who are worried about actually getting the virus so we've mainly mm. talked about um from the point of view of the world changing and our circumstances changing but there are people with health anxiety believing that they might get yeah. corona and again I, th- I think my answer to that because what we haven't said is our initial reaction is well what if we had it mm. and we both kind of rationalize well we're pretty fit and well healthy people um i know some fit and well healthy people have sadly died from mm. it but yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think I would do the same thing of okay well that's the worst case scenario what do I need to plan to um, prevent that from happening as much as possible yeah. and actually also talk about a neutral which could be that you get it and you feel terrible for two weeks but then you're okay yeah. or the best case scenario which is you don't get it or you get it and you just have mild symptoms so you mm. can still apply this and apply um, what's the word uh mantras and mottos and self-talk um that can help with with the health anxiety aspect of it as well yeah think about how many possibilities there there are how many paths there are because yeah because it's not black and white there's you know there's a hundred different shades of gray of of things that could happen involving this this virus Mm. actually yeah we we tend to concentrate on that one path of doom don't we and then don't think about actually this how many paths are there how many possibilities Mm. are there here why am I concentrating on the one which mm. is mm. the worst and probably unlikely? Not necessarily with the coronavirus, of course, because we're all we're all, all, all at risk. But yeah. Generally, mm, yeah. We, we concentrate on the worst case scenario, and usually that's unrealistic. Yeah. And 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 actually being re- rational about the statistics that you're seeing, because yes. I mean you can say the fatality rate is two or three percent, but that is of people who are already in hospital with it. Yeah. How many thousands have had it that aren't hospitalised? How many thousands have mm. had it that aren't even aware they've had it or it's been so mild yeah. it's not mm. even been acknowledged? And I think that percentage will be much, much smaller mm. yeah. than it is. And, and it can be very scary to look at graphics like we're seeing on the news every day and think, whoa, you know, that's that, that's, story, that's big numbers. And I don't mean to diminish this at all. That's really not what I'm doing. It's obviously a tragedy that many people's died. However... How many million people live in this country? If you compare the population mm. yes. with the amount of people, the who's, of people whose cases led to a fatality, mm. um, we're talking not point zero 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 percent, and yes. that is not to take away from the tragedy. That is just to say, 
especially with newspapers. Newspapers are brilliant mm. at, at causing us to catastrophize. <laughs> um, it's yes. using your own rationalization to look at the facts in perspective and look at yes. the bigger picture in perspective. Yes. Mm. Um, still, Which is what we're talking about today, generally. Absolutely. Isn't it? Still yeah. serve the NHS, still do all the right things. But, but also take a step back and just look at, okay, well, what are the facts and the details here? Mm. What are the statistics that we're working with? And, and I yes. think, you know, without knowing the exact details, most of us can, yeah. can sort of see that the bigger picture is it's a small minority. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's not, not all, not all is... Uh... It's not inevitable. No, it's not inevitable. No. Yeah, it's inevitable that the country will be a different yes. place and yeah, and the economy is. will be impacted and all these things, but it's not inevitable. And it's not inevitable, actually, that that will influence you. Hmm. Because, you know, it, it might not do. It will touch yeah. different people in different hmm. ways and in different industries and in different lifestyles and different life setups. So it is the unknown. And all hmm. you need, anybody needs to do to get through the unknown is hmm. just to believe they will continue. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there is happiness in the small things. Absolutely. There's happiness in Ooh. any circumstance. You can, you, if, you, I think if you look hard enough, you can find you can find a positive in almost almost everything in the world. Mm. And that's Mid- another thing that I I've lived by all my life. It's, uh, okay, this is I might I've lost my job, but what does that mean? Oh, well, that means that I could look for a new job, and in that time I could do this, and I mm. spend a bit of time doing that. And actually, this um, we both know um, a couple. Um, where sadly the gentleman in the couple uh, was sleepwalking and uh, broke his neck during a sleepwalking session and was mm. paralysed. Um, he sadly recently passed away. Um, however, I used to do reflexology treatment for this gentleman. I used to go to his home. And it was really a big life lesson for me to see this man smile and tell me about the birds that he was watching in the mm. tree. Because in the big window that was behind me that I couldn't see, he was sat in that chair watching the wildlife. And he would sit in that chair every day and watch the birds making yeah. the nest. And, you know, luckily it was a very beautiful part of the countryside. And people going by and, and would say, oh, oh, we would listen to the radio for hours and end. And, um, it's a fit, say, healthy, oh, busy businessman that's yeah. his entire life almost stopped. And yeah, and absolutely. He still saw Overnight, the world. Yeah. yeah, and he would talk to me about um, the um, developments in aviation. He was really interested in that. There was yeah. I can't remember exactly what what it was, but there was some <laughs> big thing in education going on at the time, and and it was an education for me to is slow down and notice the small things and see that even in that position there was joy in life. Yes, mm. yeah, there was something, yeah. and he would love to smell the. Um, the essential oils that I use, and I kind of hold, oh, it, hold it up to his nose and go, you know, do you want pine smell today? Do you oh, want this? Nice. And, and you can, you know, we just really love to smell it, to breathe it in, and as he was going to sleep, he still have that smell with them. And, and yeah, it was it was a big life lesson to me because yeah. when I first went into that building, I thought, gosh, I don't know if I could handle this. I think I mm. would be just absolutely depressed. And and he wasn't. Yeah. I'm sure he was frustrated and in pain and lots of things. But the glimpses I saw of you know the beauty yeah. that he saw it was really transformational yeah. for me. Got on with it, yeah, yeah. And if you if you knew this couple, we actually but we both know this couple. Don't we? if you knew this mm. couple, you'd you'd absolutely understand. So yes, well, it, it's them too, isn't it? <laughs> you know what they're like. They're just yeah, positive mindset. Mm. Yeah, Absol- and, and yeah, it, and it is, it's and it's exactly, all about mindset. It's all that's, mindset. that's the difference. It's, it's yeah. mindset. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so hopefully that's been useful to listen to and has given you some food for thought about um, your own resilience and your own courage. If you like this topic, please let me know and we'll do more. If you've got your own ideas for how to be resilient and how to cope better. Or tell um, us how you've coped with coronavirus as well. Let us know. Yeah. So that's Stephanie Clarkson Therapies at Outlook.com if you want to email me that. And um, any feedback, any questions... Um, please do let us know because we would like to make this podcast something that is interesting to listen to but also helpful and you can go away with some fresh ideas of your own. So I really enjoyed that. Thank you very much for accompanying me again. Thank you. Uh, Richard and uh, yeah. Have a great day. Let's hope we get out the other side soon. Stay positive everybody. Stay positive. Yeah, stay <laughs> Speak safe. to you soon. Bye bye.